Good morning, Mark. Good Arab Shabbos, everybody. And let me just say one more time. Good Arab Shabbos from Beit Shemesh and Eretz Yisrael. Um, I am sorry to say that I'm leaving Motzoe Shabbos. So grateful to have been here for these last few weeks. And um, as we begin, tomorrow, Sefer Shmos. And we have the privilege of reading tomorrow, Parshas Shmos. I'd like to share with you uh, first the Ramban in his introduction to Sefer Shmos and then uh, the Netziv and be able to uh, explain a little bit why this is so uh, emotional for me personally. The Ramban begins by saying the book of Shmos is the Sefer of Golus and Geula. What does that mean? It's the book of our having been in the first exile and our redemption thereof. We were in Mitzrayim, fulfilling God's prophecy to Avram Avinu that that first we were strangers in a land which is not theirs. Then, as we read tomorrow in Pasha Shmos, we were made into slaves. And finally, we were persecuted. And Hashem said to Avraham, 400 years. And we know we were only there for 210 years. And that's why, interestingly, pay attention where the Torah tells us in the beginning of Parshas Shmos, that the Egyptians uh, embittered our lives and the trap, the cantillation, on Pasuk 14, Vayimaru Eschayehem, is Kadmo Azla, which is almost a kind of joyful note. Vayimaru Eschayehem. Wait a second. Why would we be almost singing that they made our lives bitter? So the Vilna Gaon, in his brilliance, points out that the Gematria, the numerical value of the two, three words, Vayimaruas, excuse me, of Kadmo the Azla, is 190. And through the hard work that the Egyptians imposed upon us, 190 years out of that 400 was uh, reduced and deducted, and therefore we're only in Mitzrayim 210 years. And so sometimes when things are especially tough. It's only to make the Yeshua, the salvation, all the quicker, all the easier, and all the stronger and better. And now, let's get back to the Ramban's Akdoma. The Ramban says that Vihinei Hagolos, the exile, Einenu Nishlam, is not complete adyom shuvam el until they return to their home, to their place, the malas avosam, and until they reach 
and are restored with the relationship of their forefathers. When we, I'm reading, I'm translating. When we left Egypt, even though we had been uh, slaves and left the house of bondage, we were still considered golim, we were still considered in exile. Why? Because they were not in their own land, they were wandering in the desert. But when we came to our Sinai and we made the Mishkan, and Hashem restored His Shekhinah to the Jewish people, then that is considered being in the relief from Galus, that is considered restoring Malas Avosam, basically having the spiritual relationship with Hashem as the Avos had before. I just want to say that I was so privileged yesterday to spend several hours in Shiloh. Shiloh was the place where the Mishkan, the portable sanctuary that they had and accompanied them in the desert, this portable sanctuary was placed by Yoshua in Shiloh. It was there for 369 years. So just like when we had a Beis HaMikdash, every Pesach, Shavuos, Sukkos, there was a fulfillment of a biblical command to come to the Beis HaMikdash. Prior to that, the biblical command was fulfilled by going to Shiloh. I spent several hours yesterday in Shiloh, it is so exciting, so exciting to see the synagogue that they built, a close as possible replica to the original Mishkan, and you relive Jewish history, and you realize you can actually touch the place where the Mishkan was before the Beis HaMikdash, which only gives the visitor there that surety that as we were able to touch the place where the edifice which preceded the first and second Beis HaMikdash, we know that the third Beis HaMikdash is coming, Bimheira Biyameinu. I certainly strongly recommend a visit to Shiloh in order for each and every one of you to literally connect with our glorious historical past and Amir Tzashem, our future. The Netziv, in his introduction to Sefer Shmos, quotes the Bahag, the Baal Halachos Gedolos, who says something very fascinating. He says that the book of Shmos, he calls Sefer Hasheni, the, first, the second book. Wait a second. The first book, Bereshis, is called Sefer Hayatzira, the book of creation. And that's pretty understandable. The book of Shmos, he calls Sefer Hashnia, the second book. The third book, he doesn't call Sefer Hashlishi, he doesn't call Vayikra the third book. He calls Vayikra Torah's Kohanim. He doesn't call Bamidbar Sefer Haravi, the fourth book. 
he calls it Sefer HaPakudim. And he doesn't call Devarim Sefer HaChamishi, he calls it Mishneh Torah. So the obvious question is, why? Why is Shmos called Sefer Hasheni, the second book? And he, the Nitziv goes on to explain that the first book is the Torah teaching us of God implementing creation. And now, what is the purpose of creation? So just as we read at the very beginning of Bereshis, and if you go to the second Rashi on the Torah, Bereshis Bara, what does it mean? So don't tell me that it means in the beginning of God's creating, and you're right. Rashi says, in addition, he quotes the Tanchuma, the Medrash, and the Medrash says, Bereshis doesn't only mean in the beginning, but Bereshis means why. Why did God create a world? Now take your time at tomorrow night at the Shabbos table and go around the table and ask, why did Hashem create this world? So Rashi suggests two very important reasons that you should definitely talk about. Number one, Bishvil HaTorah Shenikres Reishis. The Torah is called Reishis. For the Torah did God create this world, meaning that he wanted an implementation of Torah, that man should live in accordance with Torah in the highest way possible. So God created a world that Torah should be lived. And the second explanation that Rashi gives is that Bishvil Yisrael Shenikru Rashis, for the Jewish people that are called Rashis, and therefore God created a world that the Jewish people should live a world of Torah. For that, he created the world. And really, everything which man subsequently brings into this world is to be used for, please God, his living a life of Torah. He could be an architect, an accountant, a businessman, a cook. He can go through A to Z, whatever he is. But as long as he suffuses and fills his life with Torah values, that is implementing the purpose of God's creation. What does it say? Ah, wait a minute. Tonight, Emir Sashem, we're going to recite Kiddush. And in the Vayachulu, um, so we say that God literally completed his work. Now, you need to know the following that we preface the Kiddush with Vahiyerev Vahivoker Yom Hashishi. Okay, now there's all kinds of explanations. Vav, okay, you have the initials of Yudke. Vavke of God's name, Vayerev Vayivoker. But more than that, you ready? What you have is that all the other days of creation 
by Yom Shlishi, Yom Revi'i, Yom Chamishi, and it should be Yom Shishi. What's Hashishi? So the rabbis tell us, Hashishi, the sixth day, is not only the sixth day of creation, but the sixth day of Sivan, that God made a condition to creation. And he said, if the Jewish people will accept my Torah on the sixth day of Sivan, then the world is going to exist. And if not, there's no purpose for this world. And therefore, each and every one of us should realize that just as we recite in our prayers every single day, completing the first blessing before the Shema, every morning, and we say in that blessing, HaMachadesh Betuvo B'chol Yom Tomid Masei Bereshis, every day God renews Bereshis, so there's a renewal of Bereshis. What does that mean? That God is saying today, I'm creating a new day. What's the purpose of that new day? The same purpose of the first day, which was to bring Torah into this world, that Israel should observe a lifestyle of Torah. Well, don't say to yourself, if only I lived in the time of the Vilna Gaon, if only I lived in the time of the Rambam, if only, no, 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 we are supposed to be right now where we are. And where we are now, each and every one of us has that ability to literally bring God's creation to its purpose. How important is your Kiddush? How important is your Shabbos? How important is your mitzvahs that you do man to man? How important is your speech? How important is your Shalom bias? How important is the manner in which you conduct yourself and that you show others that you are a proud observing Jew? What you are doing is you are fulfilling the second book of the Torah, the Elishmos, which means that we are now implementing the whole purpose of creation. Purpose of creation was that the Jewish people should. What do you have in the second book that we have? They come to Sinai, they accept the Torah, they build a Mishkan, they bring God into their homes, into their community, and for this he created the world. What an exciting parsha! Don't think that the parsha is only giving us a glimpse of Jewish history of what happened three and almost uh, three and a half thousand years ago. No, the parasha is talking to us. Thank you, God, for renewing creation today. Thank you, God, for giving us a roadmap, giving us a ways how we are to live our life. W-A-Z-E and W-A-Y-S. They all come together through our Holy Torah. Ashrenu, how fortunate the Jewish people are that we are able to be the ones to implement God's purpose in this world. Shabbat Shalom to all.